0: here with James Hahn. James, uh, thanks for your time today. Uh, how would you describe that round out there today? Up and down. Uh, I felt like I could have made a lot of birdies
1: early um, and to only get one birdie on the front nine I felt like I was being robbed out there and uh, on the back nine it was the exact opposite. felt like I was hitting the ball terrible and made two birdies. Um, one on 18 so definitely uh, an up and down day but happy with first
0: round. It seemed like you were really grinding on like 8, 9, 10, and 11. Really, you know, some up and down out of a bunker and out of the rough, and then you had to chip in on 12 when you were long. On 12, after you hit that shot, you seemed a little frustrated from the fairway. What's the mindset over that chip? Because you had you know, the pins in the front, you're in the back. Where you right.
1: Now, I um, It's out on this golf course, you definitely have to play smart. It's all about statistics. And um, I've hit in that front right bunker before, and I think I've only gotten up and down once out of Let's say 10 10 attempts. Um, long left is fine, and I knew going into the chip shot that that's where I wanted to be, chipping back up the hill into the gully. Um, so it was just a matter of taking advantage. And it hit a really good chip shot. Um, you know, if, if it would have missed the hole, it'd only been 10 inches past. Um, but definitely good and very exciting to yeah, yeah. see it go in. You yeah. know, I hadn't hit, chipped in a, a chip shot in a while.
0: I got it on video. I sent it to Steve. It was pretty awesome. cool. He appreciated that. Well, uh, tell me about the putt on 15. That seemed big, too, to keep some momentum going. I know you were kind of short-sighted in front yeah, of the bunker. Yeah,
1: 15, hit a good drive. Didn't think I could reach the bunker on the right off the drive, but trickled in, had a terrible lie. Uh, hit what I thought was a good shot, kind of short-sighted myself in front of the front bunker. Um, it's just one of those shots where – The chip shot, I felt so confident over the ball that I wanted to chip it in. And it ended up getting away from me and went 30 feet past. Um, But you know, once again, I played a practice count on Tuesday, and I've had that putt before. And it breaks a little bit more than you think, and it's slower than you think. So I just told myself to just hit it, get it out there, swing to the right. Um, If anything, try to miss it
0: high side, and ended up going in. You didn't love that chip. I saw the reaction to that. So then how quickly do you change into the positive mindset of making the putt after that? How quickly Uh, did you get through that?
1: Probably by the time I get on the green. Um, okay. It's one of those things where, you know, if I have a putt, putter in my hand, you know, I feel like I can make it, um, whether it's 5 feet or 100 feet. Um, so as soon as I step on the putting green, you kind of assess uphill, downhill, slope, wind even, um, and you just give yourself a good roll. If anything, you're just trying to minimize the damage at that point because a lot of guys would get frustrated and not hit a good first putt, and now they have 5 feet left for bogey. So um, it's just about... Staying calm,
0: being patient, playing smart. Uh, the, the third on 17. Did you give any thought to going more towards the middle of the green? I know the pin was tucked right. You know, I, mindset I, of a professional golfer. Yeah, I
1: about? Um, talked about that with my caddy um, a bunch. And for me, I play overly aggressive, um, and it's one of those shots where I could have hit it five feet further left or 50 feet further left. It would have been a fairly easy uh, up and down par, but. You know, when you're over the ball, you know, I just feel like I can hit any shot, whether, you know, even if I have to land it on a five foot circle, um, probably not the smartest thing for me to do that, but I pulled it off sometimes and I've won golf tournaments doing that. Yeah. So uh, it's a fine line between too aggressive and, uh, and just enough, but, you know, I just felt good over it and I felt like been, my bunker game's been pretty good as of late. So if I hit it in the bunker, it should be an easy up and down. But uh, that's probably one of the bunkers you don't want to be in.
0: Speaking of aggressive, on nine you pulled driver and then you, you kind of decided to go three wood. I don't think you loved where you were and you ended up making a great par on that mm-hmm. hole. Quickly, what was the thought process on uh, driver that, versus three wood?
1: Yeah, that's a, it's a great hole. I mean, a lot of golf courses um, set up to where driver is an extremely aggressive play. Three wood, you can kind of get away with it. So I felt like driver would bring in that bunker on the left um, and with that back left pin location, you're coming in with probably six or five iron. Um, if you hit it in that bunker, six iron is nowhere near carrying the lip of that bunker. So you're just basically, if you hit in the bunker, you're playing for par, if not bogey. So I told myself, you know what, even if I have a long iron in on my second shot, I can still advance it to the green, if not past the pin, easy chip shot. Um, didn't hit a good tee shot and end up having 220 to the flag a little more than I wanted, but you know, it's just, was able to get it to the the back left bunker, got up and down from there, but if you're hitting
0: the bunker, you're making both. Yeah. What's it like coming back to a place at which you've won, particularly Riviera? What's the feeling, kind of Monday coming some extent feel that way and does that even bring I out think, more amazing um, you coming here yeah i think uh, that we
1: visit as much as I can but um, the weather is great this time of year in Scottsdale It gets a little hot during the summertime and it's nice to uh, to visit family and have my daughter uh, hang out with my my dad so her grandfather um, both on my side and my wife's side so
0: it's uh it's fun I mean two of the best places in the world uh, and, and I think in one of the PJ Tour guides just still said maybe a year ago that you played out of Metropolitan Golf Links. Is that you still play there at all or or not?
1: Yeah, when I when I go back, I'll go out, hit balls, putt a little bit. And, uh, you know, I'll wear a hoodie just because I don't want people to recognize <laughs> me out there. But, um, you know, I, that's a golf course that has helped me out a lot, um, along with Lake Merced and, and Daly City. Um, you know, those are two golf courses that I can't thank enough. Uh, Metropolitan, when I was – grinding on the mini tours, they let me out there and practice for free and play as much as I wanted to. And I really was able to hone my skills there. And then when I made it on the web.com tour, moved over to San Bruno and was able to play at Lake Merced, and they've helped me out tremendously in just learning how to play and get to play every day um, at a golf course like that where the greens are rolling 14 on the stint meter. So, um, you know, it's, those are uh, two of the golf courses
0: that, you know, try to play as much as I can when I'm back um, that have helped me out. Those kind of places that have been so generous to you, do you feel that's kind of one of the things that has helped the Cal Golf program, that those places are generous to all the guys coming out? Because the program is in phenomenal shape right now. The program is in great hands. Um, You know, I played golf with Walter
1: Chun. He was one year older than I was uh, back in college, and he's now the new head pro. I think he took over about two years ago. Yeah. Um, And so he has done a tremendous job recruiting uh, fine athletes, smart players, that come from great families that want to learn to get better. Um, and that's where we students to come in there and want to learn. And uh, so for me, it's, uh, you know, I can remember when I was back in college that we had a plethora of golf courses that we could practice at. You know, you had Metropolitan, Richmond.
0: more uh, you got michael kim's coming up behind you uh do you got cow guys at all stay in touch or hang out at all on the tour oh yeah oh yeah um michael kim
1: when max homo was out here we used to hang out uh brandon Hagee, you know he's injured right now mm-hmm. but it's great to see cal golfers come out and play on the pga tour i remember um when i first came out on tour charlie Wee, he was kind of my mentor out here and he was telling me the ropes and we would play practice rounds together, yeah. tell me where to hit it and just kind of guide me through the tour and um, you know, I feel like it's my responsibility to do the same thing. You know, not only am I competing against them, but you want to see Cal
0: golfers win on, on tour. I don't think any Stanford guys have won at Riviera, right? No, no, that's <laughs> There's one that comes to mind, might fact. as well keep yeah. it that way. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, a couple, <clears throat> Parsons Golf, how's that going for you? That's a cool sponsorship. Doing great. Um, they are based out of Scottsdale. I live about 15 minutes away from their headquarters.
1: Um, They've allowed me to practice at Scottsdale National, which uh, has helped me oh, that's out a lot. Scary. It's yeah, probably one of the best golf courses in the country, if not the world. So um, they've helped me out where if I am struggling, I haven't been struggling with the equipment at all really in the last three years that I've been with them. But if I ever need a new shaft, or if I wanted to try a new wedge, or if I need to get a new wedge because my old ones Um, old, you know, I can just drive 15 minutes to where the headquarters is and pick up a new wedge, pick up a new two iron, a new three wood, and um, it's hard, it's hard to put into words how grateful I am for having those guys basically drop everything that they do when I come in there, it's like a tour department, and they say, James, what do you need, what can we help you with, because my time there is limited, you know, I might only have three or four days off and I'm back out on the road so um, they've helped me
0: out a lot and I wouldn't be here if it weren't for them. You play very often with Bob Parsons. The man's man's wild huh?
1: Uh, Yeah I'm a little scared you know I've uh, been pretty successful over the last six years on tour but I've heard he has some pretty big money games that I probably can't afford so um, and I know what's going to happen as soon as we step out there he's going to ask for six strokes a side. I can't afford that so uh, you know, it's a lose-lose situation. You know, I feel like if I lose a lot of money to him, he's getting too many strokes. And if I don't give him enough strokes, he probably won't re-sign my contract. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> that's a little pressure. Uh,
0: yeah. I remember playing at the Bears Club a couple years ago. We saw Keegan Bradley and Michael Jordan speaking about money games. We were saying, that seems a little bit unequal. Uh, the yeah. pressure on Keegan versus Michael is a little bit different. Oh, yeah. but oh, so yeah. the same he thing with Bob Parsons. He
1: has a game that he calls sweat, and he wants to see you sweat. And it's basically... You just keep pressing the other guy until they get a little, uh, a little nervous out there. You know, you keep raising the stakes until someone cracks. But um, a guy who has unlimited wealth, I feel like, doesn't care about losing hundred dollars or a hundred thousand right. dollars. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's hard to make yeah. him sweat.
0: That's a different world. Hey, so uh, uh, Perez is another Parsons golf guy. It seemed like you guys are getting along real well. I saw it from the first tee and on. He's obviously an intense guy, but uh, what's the relationship like there between you and him and the other Parsons guys? Really? Yeah, he's he's helped me
1: out a bunch. Um, when I first came out here, uh, when I actually when I first moved to Scottsdale, he was one of the guys that I looked up to, and you know would ask questions and we play golf together a bunch. And um, you know he's he's one of the nicest guys on the tour, Uh, I'm not sure what other people think of him but very genuine Um, and you know we play a lot of practice rounds together, he's fun to hang out with, he's funny, he's always in a a good mood, might not seem like it because he doesn't smile as much as I do but he's always in a good mood and um you know it's it's rare to find that on tour um someone that's willing to open up and kind of show you the ropes so uh he's helped me out a lot we live probably four blocks away from each other i've been over to his house a couple times and um just a good person
0: overall well he his third into 18 he hit the tree on the second the third was sweet for him he wasn't in the world's best mood but i told him he's got the best shoes on tour no offense to you or anybody else but those air jordans he's wearing are pretty cool right yeah
1: no we were we were talking about that and he he kind of gets a lot of uh, heckling out there for his shoes. I love. I, I love them too. I mean, it fits his personality yeah. too. But um, you know, they're they're super cool. Um, I I'd wear them, but you know, I'm I like my foot joys, and they keep me Hi, very YouTube. grounded and stable out there. And um, they have supported me basically my whole career. So uh, you know, I have some Jordans at home without spikes. So. You know, I, I like his
0: taste. Uh, final question, I promise. Yeah, no. uh, you, you seem a little more consistent this year, at least start of the season, than kind of historically. Historically, you get super hot, you're in the hunt, but this year seems a little more consistent. One, do you agree with that? Two, if you do, what are you kind of attributed to?
1: Um, sure, I, I, <laughs> I agree with You don't that. have to accept yeah, it. No, no, it's, um, for me, I feel like uh, I play well or I should play well in the West Coast. I feel like uh, Hawaii sets up great for me. A lot of three was hybrids off the tee, driver on the par fives. Um, I feel like any course in the west West Coast. Um, you know, I I love the weather. I know how far the ball goes because the air, for whatever reason, doesn't travel as far in Southern California as it does in other parts of the world. So like in Florida, so a lot of these guys have a hard time hitting let's say eight iron from 140 yards, they feel like they should hit eight iron 170, but you know, if we have a little bit of fog, a little bit into the wind and the air is colder, the ball's not gonna travel as far, but you know, for me, having grown up in this type of weather and this type of climate that I'm perfectly comfortable hitting six iron from 140 and giving a good rip because I know that the air is thick, the ball's not going anywhere and I feel like that would be the biggest reason why some of these guys struggle out here because they just can't get over their pride i guess of not being able to hit you know their yardages so um for me you know i I love san diego uh have dreams of moving out there one day um pebble can't beat the, the golf courses there and i have great memories out here so it's hard to take a week off and i wouldn't I want to take a week off, even if I had the choice.
0: Was, so you had your family at the Sony, are they here? Saw your daughter, and yeah. it, that was a pretty cool scene. Yeah,
1: uh, they, uh, they've traveled with me the entire West Coast. We love almost every golf. Actually, we do love every golf tournament out here. Um,
0: it's hard to pick a favorite. Uh, I promise, this is the last question. Mind of a PGA Tour Pro, what's it like to play a six-hole playoff?
1: Uh, six-hole like? playoff, um, you know, I to me, it's fun. There's a lot of adrenaline, um, you know. Having had opportunities to win early in the playoff, and then uh, having to get up and down on the f- fifth playoff hole to kind of keep it going. Um, fourth, actually, fourth playoff hole to keep it going. You know, it's it's kind of a boxing match. You know, you're you're, you're playing conservative, but you're playing to win, but you're also playing not to lose. Like, who's going to make the first bogey? And Whenever we made birdies, we would kind of tie each other with birdie, So it, it, it was crazy. Um, what I kind of regret, what I wish I'd have done, is take a little bit more time uh, making a decision on the last playoff hole because uh, they had told us because the sun was going down that that was going to be the last one. So I kind of rushed a little bit. Um, just a rookie mistake. Uh, probably should have chipped it from off the green instead of putt. Um, and then it was getting dark enough to where – couldn't tell if that pipe broke left or right. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to get it over with, and unfortunately I was on the other side.
0: But isn't there part of your, like, famous history, your first ever win, was you had to, like, you, it was in a playoff and you had to go for it in order to catch yeah. a flight to a qualifier. So at least there was yeah, some yeah, dist- yeah. history no, I, behind it.
1: I, I was thinking the same exact thing. That's that, funny.
0: You know, uh, you know, my
1: first playoff win, I had to catch a flight to fly back to San Francisco to be able to qualify for the U.S. Open. And, um, you know, I, I made a decision that day in the playoff that I was just gonna go for the green uh, on the par five, I think it's the 18th hole, um, ninth hole, excuse me, and I was just gonna go for it. Cause if I hit in the water, I'm gonna lose, but at least I'm gonna be able to catch my flight. And if I hit it on the green, I'm gonna, you know, probably win the golf yeah. tournament and I'd still be able to catch my flight. So uh, things like that, you know, they
0: sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. Uh, cool. Hey, uh, thanks a yeah. lot for your time. Yeah. Really classy, it appreciate Thank it. Good luck this much. week. Thank you. Take care. Bye.